0: Ah, uh, yes, it's another episode of MLB Morning Coffee coming to you on Tuesday, May 5th, 2020, from the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. My name is Greg Moraz, your host, as per usual. Remember, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, please do so. Just hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher, or wherever else you might get your podcasts. Write a review. Leave a rating as well. We want to improve the show. The more that you leave, the better our metrics are. We had a great series of shows last week. Our Coffee Conversations with Mariners outfielder Brayden Bishop. I highly recommend you go and listen to that. Our What If series with the 05 White Sox versus the 16 Cubs and then the 11 Cardinals versus the 15 Royals. I highly recommend you go and listen to those. And if you did not have a chance to catch up, On our conversation yesterday with Brewers prospect Javon Ward, I highly recommend you do that as well. So last night, and granted if you want to say last night, early this morning, however you want to frame the timelines, something great happened in the world of baseball, and I think that talking about this is going to further understand when baseball is going to return in the United States, and that is... The KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, had its opening day. Now, South Korea has been lauded for their response to COVID-19. The first confirmed case of COVID-19 was the exact same day in the United States as it was in South Korea. And South Korea is playing baseball again, but the United States is not. So I want to take South Korea as an example for how we can understand when baseball is going to start again in the United States. So May 5th is the opening day for the KBO. Opening day for Major League Baseball was supposed to be March 26th. So basically given about six weeks difference between when Major League Baseball was supposed to open and when the KBO actually opened. So people are probably wondering, well, how are you going to explain that South Korea can have baseball and the United States can't have baseball. Well, whether you wanna hear about it or not, it is because of the country's response to coronavirus. And I think one thing that's important about South Korea's response to COVID-19 is that South Korea has a much greater population density than the United States. So let's take a look at a couple of statistics here to give you an idea of all of the numbers and statistics surrounding South Korea, the landmass, the population, and the tracking of COVID-19. I think this is important to understand because we can compare it to our own timeline. Understanding these congruent timelines is going to give us a better idea in terms of when Major League Baseball's realistic timeline is for actually getting games together again. So there are a couple of other factors that you have to take into account before we even get into these numbers. So the first factor is that there are still no fans in the stands at South Korean baseball games. There are no fans there. So they have opened up the KBO with no fans in the stands. So I don't think I'm breaking any news when I'm telling you any baseball season in the United States, there will be no fans in stands. And I think you can look at the KBO's example and compare it to any other professional sports league, whether it be the NFL, the NBA. If you're talking about college football, granted that's not professional, but that is an entity that needs people in the stands in order to generate revenue. You can also understand this on the perspective of minor league baseball. So if the KBO on May 5th opens up with no fans in the stands, it's clear there are going to be no fans in the stands in the United States. The KBO has 10 teams. Major League Baseball has 30. So when you look at this three-division, 10-team plan that was floated out by Bob Nightingale last week, it's easy to understand what Major League Baseball is trying to do. They're trying to create their own version of the KBO in three different leagues, have travel minimized, although it's not going to be as minimized as it is in South Korea. And that's where I want to get into some of the statistics about South Korea's population and about their landmass. South Korea, as of 2019, had a population of 51.6 million people. The landmass of South Korea is 39,000 square miles. Let's compare this just with the state of California. So the state of California has a population figure as of 2019 of 39.5 million. California's land mass is 164,000 square miles. So think about that. You have got 39 million people over 164,000 square miles. So let's do the math on both of those just to give you an idea of the percentages. Now the population centers don't necessarily shift out this way, but just to give you an idea, California has 240 people per square mile. So there's a population on average, and granted, it's different in different areas because of populations in cities versus countrysides, but California has 240 people per one square mile. Now let's go to South Korea, which has a population of 51.6 million people. If you divide that by the 39,000 square miles that South Korea is, that's 1,323 people per square mile. So that is almost five times the population density of people in the state of California. The United States is even bigger than that. I just took California because it's the largest state in the country by population. So to mold this back together, South Korea has a higher population density. So do you take this in terms of the argument of they can do this because they're contained or they're doing this because they contained coronavirus even with a high population density? I think you can look at it one of two ways. The first way is that South Korea as a whole did a much better job of containing coronavirus than the United States did. And thus, that's why they're able to have baseball right now, which I think is a legitimate argument. Because they did. South Korea's government had a mass response to COVID 19. Their public health system responded with mass amounts of testing. And that's why South Korea, without a massive lockdown, was able to get ahead of this and be able to return to normal in society. Whereas the United States did not. They were very laissez faire about it. People honestly didn't believe it was real. They thought it was a hoax, and I'm not going to get too political here, but if you don't have respect for journalists or researchers or people that actually come up with the facts, then I don't really have much respect for you. But there was a lot of people that believed misinformation and didn't function in a way that would have contained this initially. So South Korea gets a big W over the United States in that category. But in another way, you can look at it as South Korea has easier logistics in order to restart even with their successes as a country containing COVID-19. The KBO has only 10 teams in it. The United States has 30, so Major League Baseball has triple the amount of teams. With a landmass of 39,000 square miles, the travel in South Korea is a lot shorter. It's a lot easier You don't have to travel as great of a distance. So let's actually put an example into play of two travel scenarios, one in the KBO and one in the United States, based upon the three-division-10 team plan that they are trying to implement. So the largest city in South Korea is Seoul, and Seoul is located in the northwest part of the country. There are three teams in the KBO that play in Seoul, The Dusan Bears, the Kiwum Heroes, and the LG Twins. Now, there is one team that plays in Busan. That is the Lotte Giants. Busan is located at the far southeastern tip of South Korea. So per Apple Maps, it is 257 miles to get from Seoul to Busan. That's a four-hour and 14-minute drive or less than an hour flight assuming they're probably taking a bus because all of these cities are really located pretty close to each other. It is longer to get from San Francisco to Los Angeles by car or bus than it is to get from the furthest northwest point of the country. Well, not furthest, but pretty close to the furthest than to get to the furthest southeast point of the country. It's shorter that distance than it is from San Francisco to LA. But let's take into account a travel scenario of two teams that would be in the same division, the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros, which this is the Western Division. It's pretty understandable that this is a flight. It is 2,300 miles from Seattle to Houston, also known as a a two-and-a-half-hour flight, also known as a one-day and nine-hour drive. So the travel logistics are a lot more difficult in the United States than they are in South Korea. So you only have 10 teams in South Korea. You've got three teams that play in the same city. You don't have more than two teams that play in the same city in all of the United States. You've got two teams in Chicago, two teams in New York. You technically have one team in L.A. Make no mistake about it, the Los Angeles Angels do not play in Los Angeles. They play in Anaheim. It is closer to get from San Francisco to Oakland than it is to get from L.A. to Anaheim. So I would say the Giants and the A's count more than the Angels and the Dodgers. But the point being is that not a whole lot of teams are that close to each other. So you can't contain people in one area. So the travel logistics are going to be a lot more difficult. Let's actually look at the population centers of some of these cities. I'm just going to take... Seoul, for example, because Seoul has three teams and is the largest city in the country. So Seoul's population as of 2019 was 9.7 million. So this is bigger than New York. Seoul, South Korea has a bigger population than New York City. New York City's population as of 2019 was 8.3 million. Which is why you don't have fans in the stands. So I'm looking at the population centers of these places and I'm thinking to myself, well, the country's national response in South Korea is that much better than it is in the United States because New York became the hotspot of the entire country by the end of March. Meanwhile, Seoul, South Korea, which has a greater population center in terms of the amount of people than New York City, And they're doing just all fine hunky-dory, at least relatively speaking. We don't know the exact scenarios of the people that live in Seoul. But the point being is that if you have a way to contain people, and granted, you've got three teams that play in the same city and in a country that is that small, if you've contained people properly and you've been able to provide massive amounts of testing, and that's what I also think is the big key here, is that. In more dense places, you can contain people in little bubbles. You can keep a lot of people in isolation and have a testing policy in place and have strict protocols in terms of social distancing and where they can go and what they're allowed to do because the country itself is dense and there's not a whole lot of places that you can go if you actually wanted to stay in the country. It's just the country is that small. Meanwhile, in the United States at this point, all of your players have, for the most part, gone home. They're spread out all across the country, and we have no idea what they've come into contact with. So you've got a lot more variables in the United States than you do in South Korea because it's a bigger country, people are in more places, and because everybody in South Korea, for the most part, has been tested there's not really a risk of having any outside source spread the virus, which is another reason why, even though they have a dense population, they felt like they could put the KBO on because they feel like as a country, they are in a place where they can safely do so. And we're not at that point in the United States yet. It took the KBO, though, until May 5th, to be able to determine that it's safe to play. So how does that determine a timeline for the United States? The massive amounts of testing in South Korea are one of the reasons why that country was deemed safe to play baseball. The tests are still not available to everybody that needs one in the United States. So give a victory to South Korea's public health system because they were able to provide tests to everybody that needed them. With more people starting to open up different services in different states, there's also a risk that people that are asymptomatic in the United States are still carrying coronavirus. So we don't necessarily know how safe it's going to be to bring all these people back together after they've been separated in different areas of the country that are dealing with coronavirus in different ways you would almost have to implement a mass testing program for everybody that was going to be a part of a Major League Baseball season. You would basically have to test them one by one. If they were negative, you separate them in one area. If they're positive, you separate them in another area. Major League Baseball has to figure out how they're going to be able to test every player once this comes back and then figure out once everybody's been isolated long enough how you proceed from there. There's no roadmap for the United States because the situation is so much different than it is in South Korea. At this point, it would almost be advantageous for Major League Baseball to start testing these players now so that they can start this process and potentially get baseball moving again. It's come to make me think, though, whether this three-division, ten-team plan is going to be safe in terms of travel. The reason why I don't think the bubble plans are going to work in Major League Baseball is that the two places that you've considered, Arizona gets too hot in the summertime, and Florida has failed so tremendously in their response to COVID-19, you could not assure safety to anyone involved unless you were able to start the season in maybe August. And even then, you have no idea what the situation is going to be, In terms of Florida's standing in regard to public health. And right now, I'd be concerned about going back to a spring training complex in Florida because there have been so many people there that have not been following guidelines, that are going to beaches, that basically just want to do whatever the heck they want to do. So the model that the KBO has set out is limit travel and play games without fans. Their travel is limited because of their geography. So there are certain things that you can look at with the KBO and say Major League Baseball can replicate these. And that is limited travel, whether you pick one city to play the entire season in, or one state, or what have you. I don't understand at this point why they haven't considered California. If you're not going to play games in front of fans, I don't understand why they haven't considered California as a possibility for one of these bubble plans. You put... The entire league in a state that, in my opinion, has done the best job in terms of containing coronavirus. You've got five major league stadiums available to you in climates that you're never going to have an issue in terms of whether or not you can play. You've got a bunch of minor league stadiums that you can use. You've got eight California League stadiums. You've got AAA ballparks in Fresno and Sacramento that you can use. So I've already listed 15 different ballparks that you can play in that are high A and above. And if you needed to, you could use college stadiums at Cal, Stanford, USC, UCLA, USD. The list goes on. I don't understand why you can't play a bubble scenario in the state of California, which has done the best job in terms of containing coronavirus and has a bunch of ample facilities in climates that are going to be able to handle all of this. I think that you reasonably could station everybody in different areas around California and be able to play in this semi-bubble scenario almost like you would the Florida State League when they were considering the Grapefruit Leagues. California has put in so many different shelter-in-place orders that I truly believe that Our densely populated areas like San Francisco and Los Angeles are as safe as any big population center in the entire country and probably safer than anywhere you're going to find in Arizona, Florida, or Texas, especially in Florida. So, why not? I don't think it's unreasonable to think that you can follow the KBO's model in California. You've got the facilities... And you've got an environment to where if you got everybody here quickly, tested them, you could safely isolate them. And given how everybody else is following the public health orders, you could function in the same way as the KBO and have no problems. I think that's the way you've got to go. And with that, we are going to say goodbye here on MLB Morning Coffee. This has been a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And as always, we will catch you in the AM.